This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. This is our sixth and final show on summer reading list. Remember, if you've missed any of these podcasts, you can go back and just subscribe to The Gospel for Life, and you can catch up on recommendations for reading and so my brother matt and josh are in the studio re- filling in for Vinny. i had to do that you're because scaredy I'm, cat i'm slaughtering somebody's last <laughs> you name don't want to do it <laughs> josh belayles is here <laughs> with us <laughs> did that's you want good. to introduce no, yourself yeah, no, yeah. that's good that's exactly how you say my last yeah, name yes, yeah josh bales from the well yeah and then my brother Matt, Matt Masevich, Sovereign Grace, are filling in for Vinny and Ryan, who have previous engagements that they had to fulfill. And so it's good to have you guys with us, and good to be able to talk books with you. Yes, fun stuff, funnest, funnest shows of the year. Funnest. He does this just to, to get me. Um, <laughs> He's a grammarian. Yes, he is. Um, we are today talking about biographies, autobiographies, church history, um, general novels, books. Uh, if you have books that you're reading that even are of from non-Christian authors, this would be the, the catch-all category. This is, if I can just begin, this is the category where my most to-read list is. So I was a history major. I love biographies. I love this category. And the problem is that I I keep being gifted biographies that are all are like 400 pages, 500 pages. So I am struggling because those, you know, you don't just sit down and read those in a day. Yeah. So my list of books keeps getting longer and longer and I keep picking away, but it just takes me a while. Christian biography was one of the things that I always read on Sunday night. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when it when it inspires you and it humbles you because you've just preached, and I at that point you need inspiration, but at the same time you're also humbled by the you know by these great minds that have gone before you. And I particularly like anything written by Arnold Dal- Dalimore. Uh, he did uh, the book on Jonathan Edwards. He did some others, and and then uh, George, George Whitfield. Whitfield yeah. yeah, George Whitfield. Yeah. He he did he did one on George Whitfield, um, one on Spurgeon, right? And and there's a two volume um, on uh, two volume on Whitfield. That, I probably should pick that up again. That was so good. Uh, I, I actually thought you were going to say anything written by Ian Murray. That's what I thought and you were going to say too. No, Ian Murray wrote the Jonathan Edwards. Arnold Dalimore wrote the Whitfield and uh, both, Spurgeon. Those those two are excellent authors for Christian biography. When you run out of that, out of those two, everyone else takes kind of a second seat to those yeah, I biographers. Agree. I agree. You know, uh, Ian Murray. Just so our listeners understand, he was a co. He served with uh, Lloyd Jones, right? In the you know forties, fifties, sixties. He he started uh, Banner of Truth Trust, which is 
I think one of the best publishing houses well, in, you know, in, in the e- world. Well, what is happening in England? You know, the I mean, you could go to Dusty Bookshops and find old books, and he was fine. You know, he was actually supplying. In we some have, ways. yeah, we have Puritan writings today largely because of Ian Murray. Yeah, they, they he, didn't get lost. Yeah. So my one of my favorite Ian Murray books is uh, the Puritan Hope. It's a historical book because he dives into what the Puritans believed about missions. And why they were motivated to do missions, namely their their view on a revival in Israel as laid out in Romans 11. Uh, so it's it's history, it's theology, it's a corrective to dispensationalism. I think it's a really, really good book. He also wrote Revival and Revivalism, I believe. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I, not that we planned this, but on my list is The Forgotten Spurgeon by Ian, Ian Murray. Murray. <laughs> <laughs> and um, basically this book goes through the – the various controversies that Spurgeon had to navigate in his pastoral life and the effect that those controversies not only had on him personally in his life, but also the church in large and some of the things that he dealt with we're, we're dealing with still today in our age. I think one of the myths that he helps kind of chip away at in that book is that people look back at Spurgeon and, and think that he was this great winsome dude, and certainly he was. But he would slash swords. Oh yes, against against error in his day, and that was he wasn't universally loved by everybody. There were some people that hated him. Oh, there was there was articles written about him in the newspaper that just excoriated him at times. Yeah, you know, for reading reading Ian Murray or Arnold Dalmore, they're excellent in this way. You know, sometimes you read a biography and it's almost like you went to some eulogy at a funeral. You know, where the guy can't do anything wrong. You know, it's all this flowery, wonderful everything. These guys actually go back and look at that life, saw the de- what things developed that person into the person they are, and that's what makes it great. It's, they're not writing it as that man's best friend. Yeah. They're writing a, a a book that you can learn and uh, grow from. Bef- before we move on from Murray, one Martin Lloyd Jones, his biography on Martin Lloyd Jones, double volume. He knew Martin Lloyd Jones better than anybody. He's the perfect guy to write the book. It is such an encouraging right. biography. It's huge, but it I, is so yeah. thrilling to read. These I are, actually have a smaller copy. They have an abridged version. Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. But his original is, is two it's massive two volumes. Two massive volumes. Okay. But, you know, actually, for a person that loves biography, you know, having the massive volumes is good. Sometimes you read a book and you wish they didn't end. Yeah. Uh, that, that was one that, of those that, books. Those are the kind of books that you read yeah. by Ian Murray or, or Dalimore. They are books that you wish didn't continued. End. Yeah. I have a daughter that absolutely loves Elizabeth Elliot, and so she has read all of these works by Elizabeth Elliot or on Elizabeth Elliot. One was Becoming Elizabeth Elliot, and then the sequel to that is Being Elizabeth Elliot by Ellen Vaughn. And it's one of those where it's extremely well written, but also doesn't just look at Elizabeth Elliot with rose colored glasses. And there's a new book that just came out that I have not gotten yet, but it's Elizabeth Elliot, A Life by Lucy Austin. But Elizabeth Elliot was this strong personality, female, had incredible giftedness and leadership skills, was deeply religious and godly, but had views on women in leadership that ran contrary to all of the, the strong females of her day and the struggle that she had of where does she fit in? 
in this world as a female with these views. So I, it's just historically there's a lot of value to it, but just my daughter would say that reading these books helped her grow in godliness, helped her in her own life of sanctification. And her husband, of course, Jim Elliott, yep. was the one that was a missionary to that island um, where he was killed. I don't know yeah. if he was cannibalized, yeah, he, he, but yeah. he, he was killed. Yeah. He was speared. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. He, they, he is no fool to give up what – how does that phrase go? He's no fool to give up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Yeah. Um, and he went off as a missionary. Yeah, and and he, Indians. Yeah, to the Incas, and there, he and several others uh, with their first contact to the Indians. Were, Nate Sate was the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That died with if him. you want to just get the human element of the relationship between Jim and Elizabeth Elliot, um, there's a book in, entitled "Devotedly," which mm-hmm. was a compilation of the letters that Jim and Elizabeth wrote back and forth to each other, compiled by their children, mm-hmm. and it shows just the humanness of. Jim and, and Elizabeth, and really sh- reveals a little bit of the immaturity of Jim. I mean, naturally, he's a martyr, and people put him on a pedestal, but this helps you to see his clay feet mm-hmm. and his growth as, as a Christian and, and his struggles that, you know, he wasn't always the martyr. Yeah. He, yeah. he was a, a Christian that was struggling with who he was and his role and his identity and all of the things that we struggle with too. Yeah, you know, Elizabeth Elliot, my my wife's favorite book ever written is by Elizabeth Elliot and it's called A Path Through Suffering. Mm-hmm. And I I think it's out of print now, but if she ever sees it at a used bookstore or at, you know, at what do they call these things? Um <laughs> thrift stores i guess she'll buy it and she hands it out like candy when she finds it anyone that's suffering she she wrote a book called let me be a woman that my wife has passed to others and i i can't say that i've read it but i i know that it's been beneficial in our home yeah on my reading list i'm finally picking up uh roland uh bainton's book here i stand a life of martin luther if you're in the reform world at all we we know the stories of luther through prolific writings of, of people like R.C. Sproul or others, but I've never actually sat down and read a biography from start to finish on Luther. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I don't know, two or three chapters in it. Supposedly, it's one of the most readable biographies on Luther. And so um, I'm pretty psyched about that. Here are a couple books that are not in the, the vein that we're talking about right now, but one was A Hobbit, A Wardrobe, and A Great War. And it was a book that talked about the friendship of J.R.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis, and the effect that World War I had on both of them and on their ensuing friendship, but then how it came out in their writing. And so if you have a historical bent at all and love Tolkien and Lewis, I found this book to be absolutely engaging and gripping, but you have to this You've is, mentioned that before, and I need to get that book. You have to enjoy history to really enjoy it. One more time, the title? It's A Hobbit, A Wardrobe, and A Great War. But I, to me, it combined three loves of mine, history, Tolkien, and, and Lewis. Mm-hmm. And um, so I found it to be a wonderful, wonderful read. I have two books on my to-read list that are a little bit more, quote-unquote, secular. One is called Team of Rivals. Mm-hmm. And it is a book about Abraham Lincoln and by, how he isn't de- that by Doris Kern or uh, Doris, Doris Goodwin Goodwin, and it's about how he developed his cabinet 
with all of these people that were his enemies. And interesting. It, it it just is. I'm fascinated. I just started the book. I haven't read very much, but just it's a an interesting um, look into human nature and leadership style. And what's the name of the book again? It's called A Team of Rivals. So, I it's not a Christian book, but it it does just to me. It's fascinating to read historically how he viewed leadership and how to engage with people. Well, you know, a, a book that. I think it was a Pulitzer Prize book, but it's was titled "No Man Knows My History" by and it's by Fawn Brody. It was written about Joseph Smith. Mm. That is an excellent book if you want to know the backstory of Mormonism and Joseph Smith. "No Man Knows My History" by Fawn Brody, and that was excellent. My last one is is a book actually called "A His uh, The Good Country: A History of the American Midwest." John Locke. And he's writing a book because he's saying that so much of the culture of our country is driven by the coasts, East Coast, West Coast, which is not actually representative of the country, and that the Midwest has been forgotten. Yeah, we love um, flyover country. Yeah. And he talks about the history of the American Midwest and how influential that was actually in our country, and now it's being lost to the coasts. And so, being uh, from the Midwest, I' looking forward to the read. Um, I'm not sure if I'll agree with his argumentation or not, but it at least fascinates me. So, well, we are once again out of time. More books than time, but of we the appreci- making of books. That's right, no end. But if you've appreciated the show and want to go back and catch the titles, just go to the Gospel for Life. See you next time.